Welcome to New Week, New Music, reviewing the hottest tracks with the hottest takes of 2020. My name is Brandon. I'm Eric. And I'm Ben. Each week, we're going to be looking at two albums released in 2020. Tonight, we're kicking things off with Suicide Silences, Become the Hunter. And we will conclude with Purple Moonlight Pages by Rap Ferreira. All right, coming at you guys live from coronavirus quarantine from corona central yeah just just about everywhere on the planet (laughs) (laughs) so suicide silence has become the hunter um i'll be honest i was surprised at how much i enjoyed this album um i was really really expecting this to be garbage and it certainly was at parts but overall i enjoyed it and i don't typically enjoy like the metalcore deathcore type sound but this was actually pretty good in my opinion i completely and utterly disagree with you <laughs> yeah i'm gonna have to take eric's side here i expect well i didn't know what to expect and uh, but it, it was, i'm definitely going the garbage <laughs> route on this one <laughs> it was painful for me <laughs> yeah this I, like is this is damn near my worst album of the year it was really? yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty yeah. far. It's not my worst, but it's pretty far down there. I think it's the worst, other than the the you know objectively awful ones. Then like the, the, the Eminem and the, and the um. I think it's my lowest, except for Eminem and Dune Rats and Lil Wayne. So it's like my fourth <laughs> worst. So even then, it's not. It's not even my top three worst, but it's still pretty bad. Like oh. I'm not saying this was like amazing. I'm saying I'm surprised at how much I liked this album. Okay, fair enough. So what, did, okay, what overall, was redeeming about this album? It was pretty brutal and intense, and I enjoyed that. So yes, but, and here's the, the big but, is the problem is when you go balls to the wall for a full 45 minutes or whatever, no piece of this album stood out as, like, hard-hitting to me. Like, I just went numb to it about three minutes in, and that was it. Yeah, no, yep. that, that's definitely true. But I just, I like that the, the, like the slow chugging riffs that they do, honestly, kind of throughout the entire thing, which does get old it reminds me a lot of like the old school like tech death and like suffocation and bands like that that i thought was that was pretty cool that deathcore kind of takes from but uh so it wasn't exactly anything new to hear uh from this but their last few albums suicide silence has kind of gone like a new metal direction so i was really happy to not hear that uh here somewhat of a throwback to deathcore and where they started from so i think that's part of the reason why i enjoyed it more than it did and one thing i do want to say is the this album on a second listen fell listen so to much compared yeah i applaud okay i applaud you for that yeah I, but I just, on the, the second listen it was significantly worse I just had the huge problem the entire time of, I, I mean, I was just listening anything, missing anything really musical. I mean, I, you know, not to say what is music and what isn't music or anything, but this was, I mean, my God, a melody would have helped this album. <laughs> like a single fucking melody on the whole album. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You didn't um, hear the uh, the gorilla banging on the drums and then the guitarist playing the same riffs and then the dude screaming that sounded incoherent to the rest of it? You didn't catch those parts, Eric? <laughs> Define music. I mean, I I could, for the most part, I thought his vocals came through fine. I could understand what he's saying for the most part. 
The vocals were actually fine for me. I mean, it's not a style that I particularly like, I, or it's, it's not a style that I like at all, to be fair, but but they were fine. They were probably the musical highlight of the album, given that it's a style I don't like. Uh, one thing that uh, you did touch on, Ben, with the drums, uh, I was heinously disappointed in these drums, because especially in genres like death metal, deathcore, and stuff like that, the drums are usually just go so goddamn hard and they really really don't on this album yeah no i was expecting to hear something cool there and it's thing yeah the drums are it's except for one kind of highlight on the drums toward the end of the album i think oh on the scythe was the song which is pretty close fourth to last song like the drums finally do like some really hard hitting Mm. blast beat stuff yes i did actually make a note of that with for the scythe i actually laid down kind of a nice little thrash um grind there which actually yeah but again that was one of the only times i actually heard anything come through with percussion yeah and that's like the only time like the the drums sounded good like they should have and and that was that was a pretty big disappointment for this album as a whole. Is the drums just really sucked in a genre where they really need to be good? I had a hard time too with you know this this whole album was hilariously downtuned. Like the guitars <laughs> were too low. That that's just deathcore for you though. I mean, sure, but like I mean, guys, you know, Black Sabbath, the song, one of the heaviest riffs of all time, written in E or E flat, you know played halfway up the neck like tuning down to drop f or drop a or whatever the hell it is doesn't necessarily make it a good track like i mean granted it's a genre thing but still yeah no uh, i think that that's just a style thing because that's very much in the style of these guys in this genre as a whole and i am pretty sure it was drop a by the way uh but it Damn. is but like yeah, okay they, but but that's that's still unforgivable because slipknot plays in drop a and it sounds so much better than this. Have you heard Modern Slipknot? Okay, they played in <laughs> Drop A back in the day. Modern Slipknot. <laughs> Talking about Prime Slipknot. <laughs> oh. But and yeah, to I be mean, f- fair, like Prime, these guys are pretty good too. I haven't heard anything of these guys besides this album, so I don't know if this yeah. was good for them, not good for them, or what. <laughs> um. So their original lead singer died in 2012. Okay. And they've been kind of hot garbage ever since then. I would say this is probably the best they've done since he died, but that's not exactly the high bar to clear. See, that's kind of understandable, though, because a singer usually brings so much to a band's sound. It's It can be really tricky to replace a singer, unless you're mm-hmm. Exodus. To be fair with Exodus, though, their sound has never been uh, centered around the vocalist. Or really anything but Gary Holt. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> also having Gary Holt helps. But oh, um, yeah. yeah. These guys do not have Gary Holt. They do not. And I don't know who the lead singer is now, but he I, th- I think he did a fine job. I really liked wi- uh, at times where they had both like the high pitched and uh, screaming and the low pitched like gurgling vocals going at the same time. I really liked that. I thought that was really cool. I think it sounded really nice. It was probably the most musical touch on this whole album, which is once again not exactly saying a whole lot. Yeah, but it did I, I like the really lower cool. register a lot. I mean, I'm not a fan of the the super high pitched kind of screechy type vocals, but 
but well done, well executed. But the lower vocals, I really vibed with. Those were cool the whole time. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing that I, uh, one part I really enjoyed, if we want to start getting into songs. Yeah, let's um, go. The, yeah, the, intros, the intro track, Meltdown, uh, cool, decent instrumental. Don't really have a whole lot to say about it. Um, but in the second song, Two Steps, one part that I really liked is when it would just like completely fade out and then just hit you in the face or just yelling the really deep, kill me. Why don't you kill me? Oh, that's funny you yeah. said that because that was actually my least fit. I thought that was poorly done uh, in that they were just, the two parts were just so disjointed for me that, you know, it would go for the kind of the echoey doomsday church bell stuff. And then it would go right into hard stuff, but I didn't feel like there was any sort of relationship between the two parts. They just felt like two totally separate things for me. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you had any take on that one, Eric. But I, I, I was not particularly bothered by it. I mean, I, I would have liked the vocals to be mixed a little louder, I think. I, I had a hard time with the kind of wall of guitar sound that we were getting, which... You know, I, I had a hard time with the guitar sound in general. So the vocals, were, I thought, were fine. I mean, that, but they're, this is a polarizing genre. I mean, mm-hmm. this is not a casual genre in any sense of the word. So, it, you know, it's kind of a love-it-hate-it kind of place to be. Yeah. yeah. And this is honestly a genre I have not enjoyed in the past. So it was part of the reason why I was so surprised I liked this album. Yeah, I... I I am not surprised here that you guys really didn't like, especially you, Ben. I knew yeah. you were going to hate this. Uh, Eric, I wasn't <laughs> as sure, but I also felt like you were going to. I'm a little uh, bit more of an old school guy. Yeah. This kind of this this genre jumps the shark in metal for me. Like it's it, just too far. And there's so many there are genres that go so much further than this too, which is the hilarious part. <laughs> and my my part is you know even if I don't enjoy the genre, I still feel like there could be things that I could notice that are well done or that I could appreciate. But I feel like this, for this genre, it's obviously a silly genre. And in order for it to be good, it has to do something interesting. And I think my biggest complaint about this album was honestly not just the sound, but how boring it was and that it didn't do anything that, yeah. So funny you say that because I think that's exactly my hang up with this hardcore kind of genre too, is that if you go further than this, it starts to get experimental, that kind of thing. This is like taking it as far as you can without really pushing the boundaries on instrumentation. Right. It's, it's like, I have tuned a guitar as low as a guitar can go, but yeah. but it's still a guitar. You know, th- that kind of thing, it's, it's, it's almost comical in the sense like, we're as extreme and brutal as we can be without getting right. like, you know. But it's safe. Extreme are brutal. Yeah, for music kinda, that's as ridiculous as, as as this is, it's also incredibly safe, which doesn't, which is kind of contradictory in my view. But that's how kind of how I felt about this album. Yeah, that's well, exactly far, the problem I have with it. Yeah, it does do that. But as far as like sounding safe, I do want to say that this kind of was a throwback to their original style, so it was safe in that sense. But it was quite different from a lot of the music they've been putting out recently. So. Um, in that sense, I don't know if I would say it was safe, but I do definitely get what you guys are saying that, like, yeah, it does, it is supposed to sound super brutal, super intense, super in your face, but there's so much more brutal stuff than this out there. And yeah, oh, yeah. It does, sure delve in, yeah. does delve into the experimental, which can be interesting in that sense. And this is very not experimental, very not interesting. It's very 
cookie cutter. That's right. And not to continue shitting on a whole genre too much, but like, <laughs> for example, Behemoth is so much heavier than these guys, and oh, they're yeah. not doing any of this shit. He's actually singing. The guitars are not nearly as low. It's those guys are actually just heavier than these guys. This is a genre that sounds like rich a, yeah. California dudes wanting to be extreme, <laughs> but not being extreme. And I, I just, I can't do it, man. I can't do it. Well, they're from I Riverside, think... so. Yeah, like you honestly like hit the nail on the head with these guys. I don't know if but, you meant that as a joke, but that, that's a li pretty literal description. Yeah. No los I dos? will say when you're comparing them <laughs> to Behemoth, like two actual metal gods, it's a little unfair. Fair enough. But I do, I do see what you're saying. Like, uh, like the, the most brutal hits on this album. Like, I think in the the title track at the end, uh, "Become the Hunter," featuring Darius Tehrani, who is the lead singer of a band called Spite, whom I've never heard of. Yeah, I hadn't heard of him either. But I yeah, love speaking of the feature. I saw. Yeah, the, I did like his feature. I, didn't, I couldn't tell the feature. I saw there was a feature and I couldn't hear a difference, so I don't even know what it was. Uh, uh, to the trained anyway, metal so, ear, those were the good vocals. <laughs> well, you don't have to make it personal. The The point I wanted to make is that was probably the most brutal hit on the whole album, and the songwriting really suffers in that. Uh, like, they, they definitely sacrifice uh, songwriting quality for brutality with bands like Behemoth and like uh, Suffocation would probably be another band that I, I mentioned earlier. They don't really do that. Their songs still sound pretty good, but they're just brutal as all hell. And that's why they are remembered. And bands like Suicide Silence aren't going to be remembered outside of like, oh, they're that one deathcore band that got moderately successful. Yeah, I mean, this, this whole scene is kind of transient, I think. I mean, this is definitely a a tired sound at this point, which I mean, oh, absolutely. It's it's cool that they're continuing to do it. They still enjoy it. I mean, no hate there. And and to be fair to these guys, they're doing what they do well. You know, this isn't like they tried to make a deathcore album and failed. I mean, they're they're doing what they want to do pretty well. I just don't like it. Yeah, fair enough. I might kind of go back to some of their earlier stuff to uh, to kind of like give them another chance because I. I like this. I what I hope I like some of the other stuff, which is I would like to think better because at least back then it was way more original. But and it is kind of funny as I'm like going through my notes now. Even though I said that I liked it, I've listened to it twice and I've liked it both times. Granted, I liked it the first time way more than I liked it the second time. I don't say a lot of nice things about it in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's okay, though, because like, it's almost like a guilty pleasure kind of listen. You don't necessarily have to objectively think anything is any good to still enjoy listening to it. Like, the only nice things I say over and over again is like, man, this goes kind of hard as fuck. Even, the, even though it is kind of like a surface level hard. Uh, unskin tight, which was awful. Um, I want to wear you on my skin! <laughs> he de uh, the singer does hit some notes. Or if you can call him that, that sounded exactly like <laughs> Nurgle from Behemoth, and I was like, for like five seconds, this guy was a metal god, and then he <laughs> lost it, and he'll never get it back. Five seconds of brilliance. God. So, so what was everybody's favorite song on the album? Um, I tried to come up with one. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I would probably say this, the scythe, just because it actually had a decently coherent, you know, drum and guitar riff. I'd probably go with that. But uh, I'd probably one. go with two steps. I really yeah. liked it. 
I really like the the hard hitting just kill me. It sounded a lot like uh, Caligula from last year. The Lingua oh, Gilda yeah. album I, I talked about. It reminded me a lot of, of that. I, I liked Serene Obscene the most. I think it was the most melodic track. I did like Serene Obscene, but I do remember like towards the end of that song, I was like, why the fuck was there that acoustic guitar on this song? <laughs> it had nothing to do with the rest of the track at all. But I no, did I was just it. loving the melody, like the fact that there was melody. <laughs> I, I did think this whole album picked up a lot um, in the back half. Six through Outs- eleven, I would listen to again. Outside of Disaster Valley, I agree with you. I thought Disaster Valley was terrible. I thought Disaster Valley I, was the worst song on the album. I just wrote this whole album as a Disaster Valley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't have a whole lot more to say on this one. Uh, yeah, I don't either. Yeah, it's if you like metalcore or deathcore or anything like that. You'll probably like this album. If you don't like that genre, you're definitely not gonna like this album. So this is the this is probably the first one that I would just straight up recommend nobody listen to. Yeah, unless you unless you love deathcore, just stay away. You, you'll waste your time. And by the way, this was one of the longest 39 minutes I've ever experienced. <laughs> <laughs> I know we've said that about so many albums this year, but I feel the need to say it every time it happens because <laughs> it was such was such an arduous listen and finally it was over i i disagree i think if you do like metal and you've never really given the genre a shot before may not be a terrible one because like i said i enjoyed it and i don't normally like deathcore and i'm probably going to go back to some older deathcore see how it compares see if i like it now um but if you never listen to this album you're not missing anything so overall take brandon would you still give it a thumbs up yeah okay i'd give it a i'd give it a six Okay. I'd give it like Yeah, I think for me, I think successful metal albums to me, I think generally fall into two categories. And the first category is those that kind of pioneer like a new sound or do something that is new, like when Metallica burst on the scene or, or you know, basically something that is meant to be taken seriously and bring something new to the table. And then the second category, which is probably by far the most common category, is metal albums that are. You know, granted, they might be just repeats of stuff that's been done before, but they're self-aware. They might be a little silly, but they're really good with the technical execution and they're interesting. And for me, this album just did neither of those things. It was just kind of stuck in that middle ground where it it's doing stuff that's been done many times before, but it isn't entertaining or funny or interesting enough to really... In fairness to Suicide Silence, they did kind of do a big job of pioneering the death course they, they oh, were the they? first, okay. but they were pretty big names in it for a while. Okay. And when their lead singer died, they definitely kind of fell off, fell off the cliff. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. Singer dies, that's like almost impossible to regain what people remembered you as. I'll have to look at the mm-hmm. earlier stuff because I don't know anything about this band. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give them another shot after hearing this. But, uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. You want to move yeah, on to rap for yeah, let's all right so kind of going on the tail of two listens for me this week uh when i first listened to this album uh i was actually working while i was listening to it and i was like shit i really really need to listen to this um and so the second time when i listened to it and was able to like really focus on it holy shit this album's amazing it was good yeah it was really good um yeah, I mean, 
I, you'd be hard pressed to find someone who thought this was a bad album. Um, I thought it was really good too. Beats were I know. Eric hasn't incredible. Said anything, yeah, scary. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say, I do have a few criticisms of it that definitely bring it down. Oh, but I want to hear what Eric I do has have, to say. I do have some I'm, as well, but I do. I'm looking at the facial expression on the webcam, and I would... all right, are you ready for this? Yes. You hated this album? No, I'm just fucking with you. This was a good album. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> you scared me there. I believed you. For no, a this, this was super cool. It was yeah. it was very artistic, uh, very good execution, lots of cool stuff to listen to. I pretty enjoyable listen through and through. Uh, one or two complaints, but no, for the most part, this was I was very happy with this album. Yeah, I, I do have a few complaints, namely like it it is really good throughout, but it's still pretty long. Like it it is like fifty five minutes. Like it's pretty long, and yeah. You got to be really fucking good to keep me fully interested for that long. And this album isn't quite that good, yeah. but it's close. It is I think they really, yeah. really good. The length I, I didn't think, bother me, but I think they probably should have shaved maybe you know six or seven minutes off it, put it in the forties instead of the fifties. But yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah, I, I think there were a couple points I thought on this album, like for example, both of the features where he he kind of got away from his. I don't know if I want to say concept, but he got away from the vision a little bit and got into more kind of straight rap tracks. Mm-hmm. And then that's where the album really, really were low points for me and where you could have saved some time and kept it a little tighter. I, I think, and, and maybe I'll just get into it now, you know, it was really cool, this kind of like half poetry, half rap kind of, it was it was like, you know, yeah. at times it was like, almost like beat poetry. And then at other times oh, it was yeah, actual rap it's, music. It's slam and it was poetry, so yeah. cool. Yeah. Except, except when he didn't get into that, and if he had just cut out those parts where he wasn't executing to that, this would have been super tight. This would have been amazing, but it just mm. got a little fat at the end there. Interesting. That we'll get back to that because I have a complaint that's not the opposite of what you said, but it's kind of the flip side of that coin. We'll get to that later. Okay. What is the song I'm thinking? Of? God, I can't find it right now, and it's bothering me. Oh, uh, Dust Up. Uh, that's not well, there. There is like no beat on that song at all, mm, and that's it's right, yeah. still I think one of the best songs on the album. Like he, with just his delivery and just his bars, completely uh, captivates me in this album or in this song. And he, like the fact that he did that all without a beat blew me away. Like I had to pause the album for a little bit on my second listen to just kind of like take all of that in. It was so cool. So your little yeah. your little slip of the tongue there is exactly how I feel about this. And that like that that song actually kind of makes the album for me. Like that's the linchpin of the album. Because like I kind of I was listening to it as like okay, yeah it's another like poetry intro. I'm loving this. And I'm like, wait, no, this is the whole song. And then it's like, yeah, this fits. This is to me, this song was kind of the linchpin where like, okay, yeah. this is where he got all the way down that this is that point in the album where it's like, this is what I'm doing, you know, and everything else is like a variation of that kind of coming mm-hmm. in, coming out of that kind of style. But that's the that's like the statement piece. Yeah. It embodies yeah, the was, spirit. Of that the was the yeah. song that for me took this from a good album to a great album. It's actually one of my light, less favorites of the album. And it kind of also embodies my biggest complaint of the album, which is that I thought the lyrics were a little pretentious and just nonsensical and it seemed like he took them way more seriously than I was able to as a listener 
because I thought most of the stuff he said was just kind of generic, spiritual, uh, kind of nonsense. I don't know if there was much more meaning to it that I'm just not aware of, but I thought a lot of it was just all this weird spaceship existential stuff that... And, and there was one line that just kind of cracked me up where he said, I wrote this I wrote this song with fridge magnets. And I just thought to myself, <laughs> like, it honestly, at points, it sounds like he bought a slam poetry fr- fridge magnet set and used that to create the lyrics of this album. No, it definitely <laughs> at times had a like a high school poetry slam vibe to it. Yeah. Which, yeah, I, I was I was much, much, much more in love with the execution on this album than like mm-hmm. the yeah. lyrical content. I agree. The execution was, was really yeah. good. Yeah. His his bars and how he delivers them yeah. are amazing. But the at times of what he says is a little silly, is a little nonsensical. But his delivery is so on point. And and the nonsense, I will say, I don't mind nonsense. The the one weakness of this album. I think is that it's nonsense, but he takes it really seriously. Whereas mm-hmm. if it was nonsense and he he embraced the nonsense, I would like it a lot more. Um, whereas you know, if you're going to make a really political album where you're trying to say a bunch of stuff, I think you have to come up with a more coherent and sensical statement than what we got on this album. This was definitely more of I thought like. I at least took this as more of like a musically musical art piece than like a mm-hmm. messaging kind of art piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which know, it succeeded no... very well doing that. Absolutely. It, it did a great I mean his flow is and also just the 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 um, rhetorical devices he used with just how the words sound using consonants and assonance and, and, and the rhymes and just the way you arrange the words together. I mean, this is a testament to the beauty of the English language, if there's such a thing, because, <laughs> because it's, you know, it just, everything just sounds so buttery. The words just flow together it's so well. so smooth. This whole album, yeah. like if I had to pick one word for this whole album, smooth would probably be it. Like yeah. it, it, everything flows so well. It, ah, it's so <clears> good. <throat> it yeah. uh, One pseudo complaint I do have is it, does really hit you in the face with uh, its influences like Tribe Called Quest, De La Soul, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Those yeah. are great influences, though, by Those the way. Those are good influences. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But, and I do think it does a good enough job of maintaining its identity. Like, this is clearly oh, yeah. a, a rap for air album. This is, you'll never mistake this for a Tribe album no. or anything like that. Even though, like, if you had never heard of a Tribe Called Quest before, and you heard this album, you would still have a pretty good idea of what Tribe Called Quest is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thematic continuity was really well done uh, throughout this album. It had a good amount of variety, but also really kept the same feeling throughout the whole thing. Which yeah, great job with with executing that. So, you know, we talked about Dust Up being kind of the linchpin. Another, the other song that I really wanted to hit on was the intro decorum that was fun i yeah. love dream i love dream sequence intros i yeah. loved it on lil wayne's even though that album sucked but <laughs> funeral. And why I didn't rap for era say funeral after everything <laughs> but yeah this I don't know why that a lot. Ten. did you guys catch the chance the rapper diss on laundry I, was it a diss? No. I wasn't sure what it he, meant he was but making I, I fun it, of yeah. his la- of chance the rapper's uh last album the big day Oh, okay. <laughs> what anything was it a reference to a specific lyric? 
or um well the the big day like the whole album's just like basically him like doing his day like getting up in the morning say cuddling with his wife taking a shower doing laundry like <laughs> shit like that it's really stupid it's a terrible album yeah. honestly it's a hilariously bad album and okay. just the he had a line at the beginning of laundry just basically just making fun of chance of the, the whole album I thought okay. it was and by the way um laundry was my favorite track on the album i fucking love laundry it was such a good song it was a really good song uh, I liked how raw it sounded. Like it wasn't very yeah. polished, but it, that kind of song shouldn't be polished in a sense. It should be no, kind of raw. Yeah. Well, it's great. This because, whole album yeah. was very raw. Yeah, and and that's part yeah. of why I liked the the intro so much. Like kind of, you know, introducing some some instrumentalists. I don't know if those were actually guys playing on this whole album or if it's just kind of a theme or I don't know. But it set I the think theme. They were. Very I'm well. not sure though. Yeah, the Jefferson Park Boys. Mm-hmm. I, who knows? Um, but it, what it, that it was, definitely. But, yeah. Either way, it put me in that headspace of like almost like it, it gave me that mental image of like I'm almost watching a live performance, like I'm almost watching slam poetry kind of thing. And so it worked yeah. for me really well setting this the tone there to get me in that mm-hmm. headspace rather than like some artists will put this concept kind of piece together and expect you to kind of fall into it. He actually kind of set me up to, to be doing what I wanted to do. Like, all right, here you go. This is this is how you should be feeling and thinking going into the album, which helped me a lot, I think. Yeah, like, I could see him standing on stage at, like, a smokehouse jazz room, just sitting there and in the spotlight, having a cigarette, doing his slam poetry. Like, I could see that during this Absolutely, album. yeah. Like, it, it's so visual. And speaking yeah. of disses, um, disses, by the way, um, also in Laundry, he mentions something possibly snide about dog walkers and podcast talkers. You guys think he was calling us out specifically? I think it was music, a tar- I think it was a targeted disc, yes. Right there, I I'm, I'm dropping been. the album like four, seven, eight places in my rankings right there. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you get, Rap Ferreira. Green Day, Rap Ferreira. <laughs> but what are the, I, I do want to talk about Laundry just one more uh, brief moment because that, it was one song that also kind of stood out for me as being a little different than all the rest and that was very stripped down. Uh, both thematically as well as sound-wise. And I just liked it because it was so simple. It's him in the kitchen humming a song. His son's there. It's like It just seemed like a really sweet moment and kind of made me feel just kind of warm and nostalgic. And just the tone that that song captures is sublime. How do you guys yeah. feel about um, Master Plan, the outro track here? I um, liked Master Plan. Of- uh, yeah, it's. I didn't love it, but I thought it was good. Like, you know, you got the first track, which is the intro, which, you know, it's kind of the dream sequence. And then Master Plan is just kind of nice, like, oh, God or whatever, whatever creator is out there and we're all going to be fine. And, you know, it didn't really mesh with the rest of the album, but I thought it worked in that it just kind of faded out in a nice, really pleasant. I, I did have kind of the same feeling with this album as I did with Against All Logic, where, like, the last, like, four to five songs are probably the worst four to five songs on the album. And Absolutely, little, yeah. Um, I th- I, Pinball was my least favorite track on the album. I, <coughs> uh, open Mike Eagle, I, God, I... Sorry, man, I, I was not a fan. Okay. Oh, there that, was absolutely was just no too. need. There was no need for either feature on this album. See, I... See, that's interesting because for me, and that brings me to my, my first complaint with the sometimes pretentious lyrics. My second complaint about the album, and these are really the only two, everything else was fantastic. 
My second complaint was I did not feel that Rap Ferreira's flow matched the beats all that well. I felt like you had these gorgeous, gorgeous beats, and then you had Rap Ferreira doing slam poetry on top of them. And in my view, the two features that were on this album fit together with the beats better than Rap Ferreira's verses did, and that made him look a little bit weaker. I completely disagree. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm going to take the opposite stance there. Okay. I, I liked what he was doing, and putting those guys on the beat spoiled the album a little for me. And that I was enjoying him being off the beat. I was enjoying him doing this freeform thing. And so to come on and just have some guy like clockwork punch into the beat kind of hurt it for me. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. I can see where it comes from. If you liked the disjointedness, then yeah, I can see. But for me, I, I kind of felt the opposite. I mean, the whole thing, it's kind of like supposed to be like abstract. Like that's kind of the True. genre he's going for. True. So. But, but the first time I listened to it, though, I heard the beats. And I actually I liked it better the second listen than the first because the first time I had oh, I to get ac- I had to get acclimated to it the first time because I heard these great beats and then I heard him at like kind of like a college professor type thing he's like he's lecturing to me or he's saying a statement he's like this is my statement this is my statement you have to listen to it versus I just want to get lost in the music right off the get go and so I definitely was better the second time because I was able to do that better but that kind of ties back to my second minor complaint. This is- I- this is a pretty deep album, in my opinion. Like this, I'm gonna really have to take a few more listens on this album to really, I think, come to terms with everything on it. There's just there's so many layers, and it is not an easy listen. This is kind of like uh, to pimp a butterfly, in the sense where, like, I feel like I need to be taking notes while I listen to this album. Yeah, I will say it is nowhere near as good as to pimp a butterfly. But it's still really, really good. Yeah, I mean, not it's, being it's as good great, as to yeah. pimp a butterfly is a pretty high bar, a pretty, right? It's a pretty high bar to reach. I know this album was great. I mean, it just it's just beautiful. And the other thing that was great about this album was I just felt like I don't know anything about this guy, but like I just got the sense that he's the type of guy who would invite you at 9 p.m. to his humble apartment and smoke bowls and talk philosophy for like five hours and just be the best friend ever. And I love the, just kind of the, <laughs> like, he just seems like such a warm, just such a warm person. And that just like really translated well through the album was just the the gentleness and the sense of warmth, I thought, really. I do agree with you, but there are some parts on this album that are, are very not gentle. Um, are Well, they're kind of masked with like the gentle beats, but like he is... Um, he does hit on like some pretty politically charged topics at times, which yeah. to varying degrees of success. Um, and does talk about you know some you know like some stuff that plagues the black community, like like drugs and crime and all that. Yeah. And kind of going off of that, he had a, a really obscure Charlie Parker reference on Dust Up, where uh, he references Charlie Parker's plastic saxophone. Okay, I must have missed that. Which uh, you're a big Charlie Parker fan, so you would you would have picked yes. up on that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, for I don't know if you guys know the story, but for our listeners who I, I do not know who don't know the story, um, before a gig, uh, Charlie Parker got so whacked out on heroin and he wanted to get more. He actually sold his saxophone to get more heroin. And then, like an hour before the gig, like his band found him completely whacked out, no sax. And the only one they could find before the show was a plastic saxophone. So that's oh, no what kidding. that 
Yeah, so that's what that oh, was wow. referencing. Okay. That's a pretty deep reference there. Yeah, it is a, which is why I was really surprised to hear and why I definitely wanted to mention it at some point. Um, it was like a really deep reference and I think a really good um, illusion for the, like the, the political message he was going for. Not necessarily a political message, but a societally aware message he was going for. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, think... Yeah, no, that's a good catch, yeah. That I know there are a lot sure. of references to stuff, but I'd have to go back and listen to everything to catch them all. Go ahead, Eric. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, you know, we could we could probably keep going on sing, lauding this album for a while, but I, I think it kind of comes down to, I, I enjoyed this quite a bit. I think I will need more time with it as the year goes on. Um, it, it's placed pretty high for me right now. Um, but yeah, it's gonna need a couple more listens. I'm gonna I'm gonna want to pay more attention to the lyrics. I'm going to want to see how it ages. I'm gonna want to listen, just kind of digest more. But but yeah, I, I was pretty pretty happy with this one. Yeah, yeah it's definitely gonna rank really high for me. Not the highest, I don't think, but definitely up there. It's gonna be. Now this has yeah. been the third album for me that has cracked the tier of just really good. This was just a really, really good album. It still hasn't cracked that tier that just blew me away. Yeah, we still haven't had an album that's blown that's blown me away yet. Oh. Yeah, I'm in the same camp. Yeah, this one and Against All Logic and are all really solid. That definitely differentiates itself from everything else we've listened to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this one. I, I was happy to listen to this one. It's finally. Yeah, coronavirus came out and now we're listening to good music again like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am I am very excited that we finally got some good music and for me this is like yeah. the first album where like I genuinely enjoyed both albums we listened to even though I am well the, lucky you you are in the minority <laughs> you were of the 33% tonight <laughs> you know what I'll take it I will take it I'm glad you enjoyed it though and I'm yeah. glad we all enjoyed Rap for because that was a damn good album. It was a damn good album. It was. Uh, it, yeah, it's another one of those albums like, I don't care what you listen to, give it a shot. You might like it. This one is definitely worth a listen from anybody. Yeah. Like, even if you despise hip-hop, I think there's a good chance you'll still enjoy this album. I agree. Right. Is there anything else we want to add this evening? No, I think I'm good. That just about covers it. All right. Well, thank you everyone very much for listening this evening. Uh, We'll be coming at you next week with Gordon Lightfoot's solo and the weekend's after hours. And once again, be on the lookout for a bonus episode going over one of our uh, top three favorites, overrated and underrated albums. Who's up next? Is it you, Eric? Yeah, it's me. All right. So keep on the lookout for that. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you very much. Have a good night.